Spring is right around the corner, just another few weeks of excruciating pain and misery in Berlin, and the sun will be out again. And with it, every man, woman, and non-binary creature in between will start rocking short skirt and t-shirt to show off their tattoo collection. Make sure that the good weather doesn't catch you unprepared and untattooed. Click the link in the description below and book an appointment. And welcome back. Brand new episode, one last time doing this, I promise. We have to unpack the last remaining things from infamous episode number one. We have two topics left floating in the air. One being, can you learn technique without losing your voice? But I think we will put that one to rest for today. That ties into a much bigger conversation about apprenticeships and different ways that people have to... Um, learn technique and uh, pros and cons of being self-taught if then you can go into the industry if you didn't have an apprenticeship all these things i think will be interesting combined into into a single episode so that leaves us with only one thing left for today which is the million dollar question why does tattooing uh, need to be seen as a fine art right a lot of people don't know that about me, absolutely sidetracked, but I uh, love the UFC. I follow it religiously since years, and I could run for hours uh, making the case that to me is the most compelling type of performative art that exists, right? But... There's one thing from that whole world that I cannot relate to for the life of me, which is the fascination with numbers and stats. Um, sports fans are absolutely obsessed with those. They count and keep track of everything that is countable within a round, within a career, within a year, within, a, within an event. They love records, they love breaking records, they love, um, they love putting stats of people against other people. And I think this ties to this, this eternal conversation that can never find an end of uh, the GOAT, who the greatest of all time is, right? If in the case of combat sports, if, if, if weight class was not an issue and obviously time was not an issue same weight same historical period putting one athlete against the other who would win right and uh, i think people who like art never have these type of debates right they they understand that that art is a little bit more like food uh, yes, when you're three years old, you go like the best food in the world is spaghetti bolognese. And, and then as you become a little bit older, you have like your three types of food that you fuck with. But for the most part, every adult uh, with a little bit of common sense knows that it depends entirely on the season or the day or the mood that, that they're in, what type of food they feel like. And, and what is their favorite type of food. Um, 
so I feel I feel for the most part people go about it in a very similar way when it comes to art. But I think everyone would also agree that there's specific artists that are that are key to an era, right? And and although they're not necessarily the best of that era, they're the most representative of of those eras. And I think you can trace that back until wherever you want, you know, like taking Leonardo da Vinci as an example, or Goya, or, you know, in, in, in more modern history, you have obviously Picasso, which like any five-year-old would argue that is the goat when it comes to art. But I think after that giant white whale that he was, I think that space got closed, right? I, I don't think we have anyone that is that relevant for that long as he was. What, what we've seen ever since he exploded uh, is more key artists to understand the art movements and fluctuations of different eras, right? You, you need to talk about Warhol to, to talk about how advertisement and, and, and graphic design even and, and capitalism infiltrated heavily inside the, the art market. You need to talk about Basquiat when talking about the, the beginning of, of, of the art scene um, legitimizing graffiti writing. You absolutely need to talk about Banksy to explain the last like 15 or 20 years in art, right? And, and the boom of, of uh, street art. So I think I could make a very strong case that the next Warhol, the next Basquiat, the next Banksy is a tattooer, right? A pack of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Where's the pack of peep? Oh, I suck at this, but I'm trying. I'm gonna get there, I promise. One day I'm gonna be able to make decent ad reads when this channel has sponsors. But in the meantime, for as long as I don't know how to read like I'm, I'm a toddler or something, we need your support. Of course, you can like, share, subscribe, comment. All these things are more than welcome and they truly, really help. But we also need money to keep the lights on. That's why we've launched a GoFundMe campaign to collect donations, not only for this channel, but also to support my other two projects, NewFob and Iragana Studio. Both of these projects are nonprofits that support independent tattooers in one way or another. Uh, and the work that I do there is pro bono, which again is a very fancy way to say for free. Okay, so the cool thing about GoFundMe compared to other crowdfunding platforms is that it's not all or nothing. This means that you don't need to reach the campaign score to have access to the donations. So every donation that you send minus a little something something for the platform will find its way to us and help us support these projects and who knows, maybe even get some help. Click the link in the description below, read a bit more about the project and help us continue the good work. From the most conservative perspective, the list of fine arts boils down to only seven, right? We have, let me check, um, 
painting, architecture, sculpture, photography, poetry, performing arts, and music. Out of these seven, hands down, music has been and will always be king, right? It's the one that will always be the most relevant to the culture of a time. Um, and I think this has 100% to do with the fact that it's the most relatable out of all these, right? So one could make the case that nowadays, at least, tattooing is at least more relevant than painting, architecture, sculpture, and photography. There's more interest behind it, it's more current and it's more of the time. There's more people who collect um, tattoos than, than, than photography or painting or sculpture. And there's this fascination around the figure of a tattooer. And this is just the beginning of it, right? I think a lot of not only new artists, of course, they would back me up on that. Like, yeah, we're the shit. But also collectors and, and historians and curators now would agree with me, right? Um, there is a very strong case to make for, for, for digital art, specifically memes, as being even more of this time. But um, out of the classic ones, for sure, I think tattooing is, is hands down right behind music the most relevant. One could maybe make a case for poetry and performing art, but if you if you take away music from those two and then we're not talking of them inside the, the context of hip hop, then tattooing hands down is more relevant and more of the now than than those two too. So I think how can it be that there's all these movement and interest behind it and the art market has not yet figured out a way to be all over it, right? With, with its greasy little fingers. And I, I think that's, that's honestly only because they haven't yet figured out how to make money out of it. Yes, of course you can make money. You can make a lot of money with tattooing, but you have to be on the equipment material side, organizing events, or of course the transaction that takes place between the client and the tattooer. But no one in the art scene, or in the art market rather, has figured out the way to resell, speculate, and, and rent, and, and, and bring through different cities and countries a tattoo. There has been examples of, of tattooing sneaking into the world of art, um, hidden behind uh, the work of a photographer or, or uh, dressed as a performance or a musical experiment or whatever. But for the most part, no one within tattooing has made it as a legitimate artist into the art market, right? I I think um, it's not a matter of if this will happen, it's a matter of when and what will create that bridge exists already in the shape of 
small ideas and, and seeds of ideas. There's people trying to figure out how to, how to capitalize on their tattoo collections and how to make money off of it. And there's people trying to figure out the best ways to archive the work of tattooers. And there's other people trying to figure out how to incorporate VR experiences into like showing someone's collection and someone's body. And there's people that are like 3D scanning whole body suits. And so I think this is, this is a bigger conversation also for another day, but it's, it's moving in that direction and it's happening. So um, every time that I just give for granted, take for granted, sorry, that this is moving in that direction and, and, and stand behind the people that are helping this process and, and, and that are contributing to this happening faster, this is my reasoning behind, right? Um, I think this is all the time we have for today. If you liked this first series of, of episodes, which essentially was a giant one broken into bits and pieces, uh, make sure that you support us. You can comment, like, share, subscribe, and you can click the link in the description below to read a little bit about our GoFundMe campaign and help us uh, with a little donation. Um, this channel and also a couple more projects that have the same spirit. And yeah, I think that's it for it uh, for today. I'll see you, my brain. Sorry. I'll see you then next week. Bye.